Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Finding My Husband podcast. My name is Hannah Elgashingi. As a Meta Dynamics trained coach, high school teacher, speaker, and the founder and head coach at She Empowerment Coaching, I am so honored to be your host in this podcast. Whether you've never been in a relationship, been in and out of them, or feel like you're going to be single your whole life, then this podcast is for you. For 10 years, I've been wanting to get married, but I didn't know how or where to look for a spouse. So I did a deep dive into finding the strategy and way forward, and alhamdulillah, I got married on the 13th of May, 2023. In this podcast, I take you through my journey. But unlike other podcasts, this one was recorded while I was still on my journey, so you get to listen to it as it unfolds. I talk about the real stuff, the stuff that nobody talks about in this process. I bring up all things vulnerable and the practical steps that you can take to get married. I'm on a mission to help 5 million single Muslim women have the tools to find the man of their dreams and be in a healing, nourishing and law-centered relationship. If this sounds like something you want, then you're in the right place. Bismillah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي Welcome to another episode where you walk on the journey with me as I find my husband inshallah and I'm looking forward for the last episode Allahu a'lam when that will be where he will be here wearing the jumper and having that perfume on inshallah In last week's episode I talked to you about now the next steps that I've taken to put myself out there in a very meaningful, very high-valued way. And how I did that was through three things. Number one, I told my family that I was actively searching for a spouse, number one. Number two, I decided to keep my options open in terms of any networking events. And number three was I decided to go through the online app space through my friend encouraging me to go on there because she was on there for nine months and she found her husband, alhamdulillah, may Allah bless and protect their marriage. And she encouraged me to keep my options open and that I've got nothing to lose. In last week's episode, that's where I was. I had downloaded the app with my best friend sitting right next to me. So let me start off there. Me and my best friend, after we said goodbye to the other friend, we were sitting in a shopping center together. We're sitting side by side. And she's like, go ahead and download it now, Hannah. So I went ahead and I downloaded the app. And one of the first things that I realized was like, oh, my God, you got to put a photo. You have to put a bio. And I got freaked out. I'm like, I don't know what photo to put. Like people are going to see me. That's that's what was going through my mind. I decided in my mind at that stage where I'm like, I'm going to have some standards. I'm going to choose a photo that represents me. I'm a person that doesn't wear makeup by choice. I'm not going to put a photo of me with makeup. That's just my personal preference. That's number one. And number two was I wasn't going to choose a photo that was filtered or anything like that. I just wanted it to be as natural as possible. Like if that person was to see me right now, I would look exactly like my photo. That's that's the standard that I had. And so my best friend sitting right next to me, Yasmin, helped me choose a photo that represented that. Alhamdulillah. That was the first thing. The second thing was, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to write on my bio. That's exactly what I told my best friend. Because I'm like, what do I write? Like, how do I introduce myself? Like, there's so many ways I can introduce myself. So honestly, I kept it very brief. It was like a couple of sentences. And it's not until I got home and started thinking about it that I was like, oh my God, this is where my values comes in. I could do a profile 
that that talked about my values that would represent what's important for me and i can also explain what i'm looking for so i took some time to 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 write out a really beautiful bio which i really love right now i love my bio i love the picture i pull i love the bio description as i mentioned in last week's episode it's beautiful it's clear it's to the point it represents my values what's important to me and alhamdulillah i really love my bio at the moment there was one thought that crossed my mind and I shared it with my best friend while we were sitting in that shopping center and I was downloading the app. I was like, I'm going to make my bio and my profile really intimidating. I told her that. And it was really interesting. She's like, you don't need to scare people away, Hannah. That's a defense mechanism. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just scared. I'm scared to be seen. I'm scared to be seen. And it makes sense that I'm feeling scared. Like, of course, I'm going to feel scared. This is a big step, right? So if you're a lady out there listening to this, thinking about how how to start downloading the apps, or maybe you're already on the apps, I just want to acknowledge you that this is a big step. It, it takes bravery to put yourself into new environments to getting to know people. So I had to acknowledge myself in that. I'm like, of course you feel scared, Hannah. This is a really big step, and this is a really brave step of you to do. So of course you're going to feel of course you're going to feel scared though you don't need to intimidate people to scare them away like this is you trying to protect yourself though there you've got so many other beautiful ways to protect yourself you don't need to do it by intimidating people what i was trying to ask myself is do i trust myself to do this do i trust myself to be able to navigate this space and not be hurt because that's the risk right that's the honest risk that we face by putting our ourselves out there whether that's through the online space through meeting people through family and friends there's that risk of being hurt there's that risk of you liking someone and they're not liking you there's the there's the risk that this relationship might unfold and then it doesn't work out though i had to ask myself can i handle that and the answer was yes i can like i can do this i can do this i've got things in place now that can support me that i that no matter what goes through i know i can handle it that's what i had to remind myself of because it's a scary thing it's a scary step and so this is why having a support network is really important knowing that your emotions and your feelings are valid in this process and that you need to take care of yourself that's what i had to remind myself of that i I'm a priority and then I have to look after me, that I have to have me in my corner. That was one of the biggest things that came up for me when I first downloaded the app. If you're a lady that has also experienced that or are currently experiencing that, know that I hear you. I hear you, lady. It's hard. It's 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 it requires so much bravery. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. And if you're a person that's considering going on the apps, just know that if that fear comes up, then that's completely valid and normal. I've downloaded the app. One of the first things that I faced uh, when I first downloaded this app was that I felt flattered. Honestly, this app, this episode is a very honest episode. I'm not going to filter things. I'm just going to say it as it is because this is the whole purpose of the podcast that I'm not going to sweep things under the carpet, that things need to be said as it is. I was very flattered at first that were people liking my, my profile because remember the context, like for many years, nobody was knocking on my door. And now all of a sudden I'm getting notifications on my phone that people want to talk to me. This, that, feel, that makes me feel good, right? I had to remind myself of something really important though. Of course, it makes sense that I'm flattered. It's really beautiful that I'm flattered though. The importance of not crossing lines and my boundaries that I'm a high valued woman, though I'm not going to let that flattery 
like take me away from my purpose. Ultimately, I don't want to do things that displease a lost panel data. Like, how can I? Like, how can I sit there and decrease my values and what's really important to me, my standards, when for marriage, though I'm also calling upon a lost panel data for marriage? It doesn't make sense. So for me, Yes, I'm feeling flattered. It makes sense that you're feeling flattered. It's nice to have people wanting to talk to you. Though, remind yourself of why you're here. Remind yourself of what you are actually seeking. Second thing that I had to go through was I had to ask myself, how do I filter people, right? There are people liking my profile. How do I filter? And honestly, I made a mistake early on when I first downloaded the app where it was mainly about how they looked and not so much about the description and i know that sounds superficial i'm just gonna say as it is that's 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 what happened when i first downloaded the app i realized that that was a mistake i realized hey hannah you gotta you gotta you gotta change something here when i matched with this guy where his profile pictures were nice though his bio was like so like I would never want to, if, if he didn't have any photos, I would never have matched with this guy, right? His bio was, I didn't like his bio very much, though I matched up with him. And I realized that was a mistake when he started to volunteer his information about himself that he speaks French because he's trying to impress me. And I wasn't impressed by that. And then he goes on to say, I'll teach you French one day if you become my habibti. And for me, I was like, yeah, nah, 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 goodbye. Because that just showed me that Hannah, see, you need to also take into consideration the bio. The bio is also very important because you've got two things to go on. You can't just, just go by the picture and ignore what the bio says. And so that's what I had to do. And that's what I'm currently doing right now is I am using both things at the moment. I'm looking at the picture. If I feel like, yeah, that's reasonable picture. And the bio is something that I'm impressed with or that I like or something that I'm cu- I'm curious about this person. Like that's how, this that's my guiding compass at the moment. Am I curious to know more about this person based on their bio? If the answer is no, then nah. If I am, then go for it. So I had to, I have to really consider those two things and that's helping me filter through people a lot more efficiently now. The next thing that I had to um, ask myself is at what point do I end a conversation with someone? Cause I don't want to waste my time. Like I'm a, I'm a woman on a mission. I'm a woman like so determined to find the guy that's going to fit the jumper. Right. That's, that's my mission right now. At what point do I end a conversation with someone? There are a few ways and things that I'm using right now that is helping me answer that question. If I feel like they flirt in a really icky way, one guy that said, mashallah, you're so beautiful. Do you take after mama or baba? Like for me, that's icky. That's gross. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want to continue a conversation that's that's like that. For me, what's attractive for me is getting get, get asking me cool questions, asking me deep questions, me asking you, like us having a really good intellectual deep conversation. That's attractive to me. Flirting with me and using pickup lines is not going to attract me and keep me in this conversation. So that's the first thing that I've realized. The second thing is not just to keep the person if they're just a good guy. Like what I mean by that, there was this guy that I was speaking to, very kind, very nice, seemed really lovely, though we weren't a match because he had different career pathway ways that he wanted to go on for his life. He had a different vision for his life. 
that wasn't my trajectory. Like I'm a very much a visionary person that wants to create a change on a global level. Like I'm a woman on a mission. And so I wanted somebody that can appreciate that and match that. And he, he was not a match for that. And that's completely fine. So for me, just because he's a nice guy is not sufficient for me to keep him keep dragging out this conversation so that's the second thing the third thing that i've realized is if if it's an effort to make a conversation with this person if this person's not responding um if this like if i feel like i need to constantly initiate questions it's like an effort to get more information like there was just one guy honestly he was giving me one or two words so dry i'm like why like I, you're not worth my time you're really not worth my time i'm not going to spend more effort just try to for you to give me one or two words for your responses and then on the other hand i had this guy that wouldn't stop talking about himself and it was a drag it was i was so bored and he wasn't just talking about himself he was complaining about something in his life which i which i forgot alhamdulillah i forgot because it was so boring complaining how life is so hard with here and here and here and just complaining and he went on and on on doves of doves of paragraphs of that so for me it's like if there's an effort it feels like a drag then i'm going to end the conversation if i feel like that what they what they said on their bio doesn't match what they're saying that's obviously for me icky and i'm like no i don't want to continue a conversation like that so for example there was this one guy on his bio on his bio he said that he was never married he doesn't have kids and through the conversation he told me that he's, he was, he's divorced and he has twins. And then I asked him, why isn't that on his bio? He said, oh, I didn't want to share that because I think it's too personal. What? What do you mean it's too personal? You need to disclose that. So for me, if it's like, if I come across something really icky that I don't feel comfortable with, I'm not going to continue the conversation. Having these standards really are helping me at the moment navigate people and ending conversations that are no longer serving the purpose because I'm not going to drag on. I'm I'm a woman with a mission, as you can tell with my voice right now. I am determined that I'm going to find my husband. I'm not going to keep dragging on conversations that just, just are not right, that are just not right for me. How do I end a conversation is I'm not going to leave one of the standards that I've decided for myself is I'm not going to ghost someone. I'm not going to just leave them on red, that I'm, I'm not going to wait for them to unmatch me. I'm going to unmatch if I don't feel like they're they're a match for me. So one of the ways that I do that is by saying, hey, listen, Jazakallah for this conversation. All the best of luck. May Allah grant you what you're seeking. I don't think we're a match. Salam alaikum. And I press unmatch. I don't wait for them to reply. I don't want a confirmation. I don't need to justify. There was one guy that wanted feedback. It's like, give me feedback. I want to know what my weaknesses are. And I didn't. I didn't respond to that because I'm like, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything to tell you what your weaknesses are. This is not this is not some sort of test. We're not a match. I'm not going to continue a conversation that no longer serves me. And so, yeah, so at any point that I feel like the conversation becomes icky or I feel uncomfortable, then I end the conversation. Like there's been a few questions, a few conversations that I've had with people where, like, for example, if the conversation progresses, I volunteer the information that my mom passed away and that I'm not willing to relocate overseas because I live with my dad and I don't want to leave my dad by myself, uh, by himself. And I test to see how they handle that information. And I do that purposely because it shows me a lot of things. If the person is kind and caring enough to acknowledge that this is something big that I must have gone through in my life, 
then I think, well, mashallah, okay, this person seems decent, like can handle that. Because this is really important to me. But someone that can understand that losing my mum was a very important part of my life and understand that grief is a really important part, a big part of my life, they, they need to understand that. And so this is something that I do. I test that. I volunteer information to test can this conversation move forward. I've had an example of one guy that completely dismissed it. He completely dismissed it. He didn't say anything like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss or anything like that. He just moved on the conversation. And for me, I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is, you're not a match for me. You're not a match for me. This is not what I'm looking for. So what I'm trying to say is by all of this is that what I've learned is that I'm not going to continue conversations that that don't need to be continued just for the sake of me feeling guilty for someone or feeling bad or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I'm a woman on a mission and this is all part of the process. And likewise, like I had to be okay with people unmatching me. Like at first I was like, oh my God, they unmatched me. What's wrong with me? But then I had to remind myself, Habibti, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you're not a match and that's okay. So it's also being okay with being the word rejected. And I know rejected is a big word, but we have to be okay with that in this process because this is the whole part of this. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you if someone unmatches you. It just means that you're not a match for them and that there is someone better out there for you that's a match. So that's something that I'm reminding myself of. One big lesson that I've learned in this process is moving. I used to start the conversations very hardcore, like very intimidating, very hardcore, very strong, very masculine energy where like, I'm not playing games. This is how it is to answer all of these questions. So you proceed. And I've realized that that, that was icky. Like for me, I'm like, I don't need to do that. Like I'm trying to, again, defend myself and protect myself, but I don't need to do it that way. There are other ways that I can do that in a very beautiful way that still remains the high valued woman that I am. And so I dropped doing that now. I don't, I don't come, don't come intense in a conversation. I come across serious in a conversation through asking beautiful questions that I, that I'm curious about the person rather than all these hardcore questions that I expect someone to answer honestly upfront. Because the truth is, if it was the other way around, if somebody was to ask me all these hardcore questions up front, I'd be like, who are you to ask me these questions? We haven't built any trust or rapport. So no, I'm not going to ask you, answer you these questions, right? And so what I've learned and what I'm doing right now is trusting that I know the way to do that through asking questions, asking really great questions that allows me to dig deeper about the person. Like remaining curious about the person rather than you have to answer these questions in order to proceed. You see how that's a different energy? It's more like I'm curious to know more about you and I'm going to ask you that through a range of different questions. And so I had to remind myself that I've got this beautiful skill of asking really great questions. This is a skill that I learn. It's a learnable skill. This is what coaches do. We ask questions, right? So it's a learnable skill. And so I had to remind myself that, oh, actually, I know how to ask really good questions. So I don't need to ask hardcore upfront questions that they have to tick off before proceeding. Absolutely not. I can ask really great questions that gets me to find really good information about someone. So for example, I had, I'm running into this problem a lot right now, where when I ask people, what are your values? They don't know how to answer the question. They tell me what they're good at, or they tell me something completely different. Different. And so I've learned to shift the question. So instead of asking the question like that, I ask now, well, 
what interests you if you were to read a book what would you read a book about if you were to spend time by yourself what would you spend time doing what brings you joy what lights you up what energizes you how do you feel your how do you feel your space what do you fill it with like things like that so i'm asking their questions about their values, but in a completely different ways. Um, and this, this is helping me dig for more information about them. This has been really helpful knowing those things, moving away from hardcore questions to more powerful questions. Instead of coming very masculine energy, still remaining in my beautiful feminine energy through a high valued way. This has been a huge game changer for me because it's shifted so much of my energy within myself that I know how to carry myself. I trust myself in this process and that I know how to handle myself. And three things that are really helping me is remaining curious, remaining curious. I have to choose to remain that way because it can become a real drag. Like in the last couple of weeks, there have been times where it's like being a drag. It's like, oh, when am I going to find him? That's what sometimes it feels like. And so when I remind myself to remain curious, it shifts like, oh, I'm getting to know all of these different people that come from all walks of life. Like remaining curious, I wonder more about this person. I wonder how they think about this. I wonder how they think about that. It becomes so much lighter. And also reminding myself to love where I'm at. I love where I'm at at this point. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficulty. Yes, it's come with its difficulties, but I love where I'm at. I love that I have this, this option now of getting to know all of these people from all walks of life like if if i didn't have this online platform i wouldn't have the opportunity to speak with as many people that i am right now so the importance of loving where you're at just love where you're at because sometimes when we have a goal we can forget that we love the journey too because it's not just about the goal of getting married although i'm dying for that i'm really 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 want it really badly but also loving that i love this journey that I love where I'm at and that this is exactly where I'm meant to be because I'm making dua, my anchor. So it comes to the next thing, which is my anchor. On those days where it's really hard and I feel like, oh, knowing that my dua is my anchor, my, my jumper is the anchor, the perfume is the anchor, my vision board is the anchor, reminding myself of that has been really crucial and been such a game changer because there are going to be more times I know that are going to come up in the next few weeks or few months or however long I'm on these apps and however long I'm on this networking journey of finding my husband, inshallah, I know that there are times where it's going to be hard. And just reminding myself of this anchor has been really, really, really helpful. And last thing is the support. Having my brother, having my sister, having my dad, having my best friend has been such such a relief knowing that I can just message them at any time or talk to them at any time when I want to speak about someone. So there have been times where I've called up my brother and I've told him about this person. I'm like, hey, what do you think? What do you think we should do next? And there will be times where I message my my best friend daily and I give her updates. Hey, I spoke to this. Hey, this is where I'm at. So this has been just really helpful knowing that I have a whole team to support me when I need it, that I don't need to do this on my own. And the last thing is, keeping it light because it can feel ugh at times but when we keep it light and keep it fun it keeps us moving right 
So one of the ways that I do that is I screenshot funny profiles and I send them to my brother and my best friend every day and I laugh. And this is joy for me. It brings, I'm not laughing at them. I'm just laughing at how humorous these profiles are. And so that's what, that's how I'm making it fun. So find ways to make this process fun for you, whether you're on the online journey app or whether you're meeting people face to face through family or friends or whatever, find ways to make this fun. Otherwise, you're going to dread it, you're going to hate it. And when you're coming, like, I'm sure you can resonate with this. Anytime you've come into something that you've hated with ugh, energy, you're going to put out that energy and it's going to make this process miserable. So why not love this process? How do we love this process? Like I said, by that lightness, remaining curious, finding ways to make it fun and have a laugh, whatever way that is for you. Speaking of a laugh, let's end with funny profiles just for lols because again this is what keeps me sane and this is what's keeping it light for me so i wanted to share it with you single dads have no hope prove me wrong god insta my mom told me to follow my dreams actually i'm here for you joke too halal for the haram one too haram for the halal one we can be cute future for each other scratch to reveal the status Muslim wife, happy life. Do you think that's correct? Sins are like a credit card. Enjoy now, pay later. Ain't nothing but halal thing. Sheikh Snoopy. Currently in a relation sleep. Lol, who's gonna wake me? Oh, can you hear my frustration in my voice? Looking for my Cinderella. Yeah, I know these profiles are so funny. This this is what keeps me, this is what brings me joy um, and keeps me light and laughing and keep it humorous for me. And I love that I get to share it with my best friend and my brother every day because they, they laugh their heads off. <laughs> Knowing your values is an absolute must, as you can see in this process. And without it, you won't have the clarity and confidence that you are seeking and needing to navigate this space. You might be thinking, well, Hannah, how do I know my values? Well, I've got just the thing for you. I've developed a mini course that you can do at your own pace to discover your values, what they mean to you, why they're important to you, and how you can live by them in a beautiful, authentic way. As a result, you'll be able to make more confident decisions. And isn't that what we all want? As a bonus to anyone that signs up for this mini course, you get to come to a Modus Masterclass with me. In this masterclass, I teach you how to have the art of value values-based conversation. I show you what makes someone a values mismatch to you and a values match to you. I help you take it to the next level so that you can navigate the space with so much more confidence. Sign up now in the description of the podcast. Click the link and sign up right now to get instant access. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side. If you've loved this episode, I invite you to hit subscribe so that you can keep updated with new weekly episodes. I invite you to please leave a review. I'd love to know what you love about this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback. And lastly, I invite you to follow She Empowerment Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. Salam alaikum.